Hey everyone, welcome to episode 52 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Brandon Welch, the founder of Doxy.me. Let's not waste any time. Let's have Brandon come on and tell us his story. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. Uh, thank you for having me. It's crazy, crazy times we're in right now. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to schedule some time to get you on the podcast. Very excited to learn more about Doxy and, and your background. I, I would love, as we kind of get started, if you could share with the audience a little bit about your background before Doxy, and we can go from there. Yeah, definitely. So um, my background is uh, I my undergrad is in biology, and I, I went into genetics. Actually, I have a master's degree in human genetics, um, and uh, I've always been interested in helping uh, doctors and patients use genetics to improve their healthcare. Uh, you know, using DNA, genetic testing—that's really where um, my passion lies, and that's what uh, brought me into healthcare. And I was working in the genetic space and. Uh, I realized, gosh, genetics is complicated, and patients and doctors don't always get it and understand it. There, there needs to be an effective way to provide genetics care at a scalable, uh, in, a, in a scalable way that doesn't involve genetic counselors being involved with everything. And so, um, I that's that's what got me into health information technology and informatics. Um, and I went back and I did my PhD uh, at the University of Utah in biomedical informatics and. So that uh, so I got this uh, informatics technical training to uh, build learn how to build software and technology to solve problems in healthcare. So I come from kind of a clinical healthcare background, but I have this technical training in informatics, um, and uh, my my PhD was all about uh, using informatics to provide clinical decision support, computerized clinical decision support. Uh, based on whole genome sequence information. So it's really tying into my genetic information, my genetics background, the health IT background, and um, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I, I graduated and I uh, joined the faculty at the Medical University of South Carolina in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, and that was about six years ago. Uh, and so I started doing uh, informatics research there uh, on faculty, writing grants and papers. Um, I have several products that I've developed um, and a couple of them are related to the genetic space. One is a tool that collects family history information called It Runs in My Family. Uh, so able to keep track of diseases that run in your family and then let you know if you're at risk for a genetic disease and specifically around cancer. And I have um, a, a National Cancer Institute funding for that. Uh, but uh, another product that I've uh, built is DoxyMe. Uh, and that was something I actually started when I was a PhD student because uh, I was working on another project where we were working with um, prenatal care. So doctors were wanting to meet with patients for their prenatal care checkups, uh, and a lot of folks in Utah were driving long distances for prenatal care, and they said, well, how can we make this more convenient? And so they said, well, why don't, so as we're talking about ideas and how to make um, prenatal care more, more personalized, more convenient, we, the idea of using telemedicine came up. Uh, and me being the technical person on the team, they assigned me to that to go figure out, well, okay, Brandon, go figure out how to do this, uh, this telemedicine thing. And so 
uh, as I was looking at it, I said, well, why don't we just use FaceTime or Skype? It's easy. Everybody's got it. Uh, let's let's go. We can do this. And the university, the the health um, the, the health clinic, the hospital there said, uh, no, you can't use FaceTime or Skype. It's not HIPAA compliant. You need to use a HIPAA compliant telemedicine solution. So I said, okay. And I went back. And I was looking for HIPAA compliant telemedicine solutions. And everything I found was complicated and expensive and required all these hardware installations or required a telemedicine card and thousands of dollars per month. And, and we just, we wanted to make it easy for patients and all the technology out there just made it difficult and expensive. And I just thought, gosh, there's got to be a simple and free telemedicine solution. And as I Googled that, nothing came up. And I was like, this is nuts. And I was familiar enough with the technology that I said, you know, look, we can just build something just simple and quick and easy that does what it needs, just a simple way for doctors to connect with patients for low cost or free if possible, um, and let's just use that for the study. So I kind of did that. We, I put the, this idea together in a medical innovation uh, competition at the university, and we actually won the Consumer's Choice Awards. So we got a couple thousand bucks to, uh, as, a, as, a, as a, the award for winning that, and um, we just took that money and invested it in, in, in the product and built it out, the first prototype, and we put it in a study with these women, and they were using it, and they loved it, and the doctors who used it were like, this is great, it'd be nice to have this feature, nice to have a waiting room, a place to check in, um, and so we got some great feedback from patients and the providers, and we kept iterating on the product, and we got more, we kept winning awards, uh, and we we um, just kind of, every time we won an award, we just built the features that, that people were asking for. So by the time we graduated, we actually had a fully functional telemedicine product that we didn't spend a dime building. Was, we just kind of bootstrapped it with these awards. Um, and, and so when I graduated, we said, well, we've got this product. Let's just give it away for free and just get people to sign up. So um, I, it's 2014 and we released DoxyMe. Uh, and that, that's when I graduated. Uh, and we said, who knows what's gonna happen, but Hello, here world, take this free telemedicine platform. You know, the first month we signed up a couple dozen providers, and uh, every month it just kept growing. And then we got on the list and um, a list of telemedicine providers' uh, products, and um, more people started coming to us and they started telling their friends about it. Hey, there's this free telemedicine solution out there. Um, and it's over the last couple of years, it just continues to grow. And every month we add more and more people. Um, and it, it's just grown nicely, and, and um, we I've I actually received a grant from the NIH a year or two ago, or actually a couple years ago now, uh, to build a component on top of Doxme. We've constantly kept improving Doxme as we've got more users, and um, we've received as we started adding a, a paid version, uh, we started getting revenue, and we just invested back in the product, and we just focus on just building a really good product and just having a lot of, uh, of fun with it. Um, and uh, fortunately, it's it's come in very handy during this coronavirus outbreak. Uh, we had um, by the time so in February of this year, we we had about eighty thousand healthcare providers who used uh, Doxme who were on the platform. They did about twelve thousand sessions every day, um, and we were adding about twenty five hundred providers a month. Uh, and we were happy with that. We were growing, and uh, every month it was more, and um, uh, and we, we just focused on building a really good product uh, and that providers loved. And we have a good NPS score, the Net Promoter Score. Uh, it's in the 60s, the mid-60s, which is up there with Amazon and Apple. So providers who use us are, are happy with us. Um, 
And we're always looking to, you know, add new things and make it better. Um, and then the coronavirus hit and, you know, no provider was able to see their patients in person anymore and their livelihood was essentially at stake. And they, they um, overnight, the entire healthcare industry turned to telemedicine and how do we do this? And we provide a software that doctors can use to practice telemedicine and it's free to use. Um, and uh, it's really simple to get started and you sign up for a free account. You can sign up and be practicing telemedicine, uh, HIPAA compliant telemedicine in 30 seconds. It's really that quick and easy to get up and going. Um, and so we, beginning of March, we started to see an uptick in, in users and, um, you know, the first Sunday is March 1st. We usually have about 20 providers sign up on a Sunday. We had uh, about 100 sign up. We're like, well, that's a little unusual. And then the next day we had, we usually have 100 sign up per day and we had 300 sign up and we're like, you know what, this is a coronavirus thing. And so we, um, we realized that this is going to be kind of crazy over the next uh, couple of weeks because uh, we, 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 saw, we saw what was happening to the healthcare industry about a week or two before it actually happened. We saw the uptick. Um, and, uh, and every day it just kept getting bigger and bigger and more people signing up. And at the height of our um, signups, it was March 14th, I think it was a Monday, we signed up 32,000 providers in a single day. And um, at one moment, we were signing up more people per hour uh, than we did all the month of February. Um, and so it was phenomenal, crazy growth. Uh, and we were, you know, we were, I would say sleepless nights. It was, it was nuts. And we, we, we had people working um, crazy hours just up just, keeping the things going at, we were adding servers like crazy to handle the capacity and it, it exceeded all our expectations. Uh, but the, the technology, the team, uh, we, we scaled up very quickly. We went from about 15 employees to about 60 uh, within just a matter of weeks. Um, and uh, we, we, we scaled fast, the technology handled it. Um, and uh, it became routine to add 20,000 providers every day. Um, and it's, it's died down a little bit, um, but uh, we're, we're now up at around 600,000 providers who Jeez. use the platform. And um, we, um, we do almost 1 million sessions every day, telemedicine appointments sessions we host. Um, and so that was 12,000 a day in February to a million a day now. Um, and uh, we do about 16 million telemedicine minutes every day. Um, on the Docs New platform, which a crazy stat is if you added 16 million minutes together, that's 30 years of conversation if it was stacked back to back. Uh, and we do that every single day on the Docs New platform. And so, um, and um, so yeah, just crazy amount of growth. Uh, and it's largely due to this coronavirus uh, outbreak and doctors just needing telemedicine overnight. And we just having a simple and free product that works well and people are happy. And so, um, and, and, and a lot of our growth has come by word of mouth where people, you know, ask what they use and they, Hey, they use Doxy, So that's what we're going to use. And so, um, it, and I, I attribute it to just having a good product with a good team and it's simple and easy to use and low cost, easy to get started. And we just had the perfect ingredients necessary to, to, to capitalize and, and take full advantage to make an impact during this coronavirus outbreak. Well, this is, that's actually how I heard of you. Um, a friend of mine was writing how he was starting to provide you know, telehealth services. And I said, well, what platform are you using? And then he pointed 
it's like i use doxy I'm like all right let me check this out and i'm like yeah. all right i have to i have to have you on the podcast to talk more about this um especially now during this time but what, what i really like too is you didn't create this as a as a result of COVID 19 you were way ahead of the curve like you were already seeing that this was uh, you know this this was a big part of the the future of healthcare, um, right. which I really appreciate too. You know, you're not you're not a bandwagon um, <laughs> innovator. You you were innovating, right. you know, long before everything with this. But wow, that's that's crazy. So it, it's free to sign up, but you do have paid tiers. So kind of you right. don't have to go through pricing. But how does that work? Like, what what do you get if you end up paying? Yeah. So I mean, our our fundamental mission with Doxy is that telemedicine should be a, a Telemedicine should be available to all. That that cost and complexity should never be a barrier to, for a provider to provide telemedicine. And so we do that by providing a free version that's unlimited to use and it's HIPAA compliant. So anybody can sign up, have create a HIPAA compliant telemedicine room, uh, and start meeting with their patients. And that's video, audio, video, video, HIPAA compliant, unlimited. Uh, and we're never going to put a limit on that. Um, but we found that as people were using that video, they they often ask for additional features like the ability to share a screen or the ability to add multiple people to a call or the ability to collect payments from patients. Um, and so and to, to send files back and forth and to receive notifications. Uh, and so um, we, as we people asked for those things, we started adding those features and we um, added it into the paid tier. So we have the three tiers, which is the free version that's just audio, video, uh, video calls, unlimited. Uh, and then the professional version, which has some additional bells and whistles, like group calling and uh, photo capture and screen share, some of those things that not everybody needs, but it's nice to have. And um, and that's 35 bucks a month, uh, or if you pay annually, it breaks down about $29 a month. And you get those uh, additional features that are, are nice and, and useful to have. Not everybody needs them, so you don't have to have them, but uh, those who do, it's very much worth the price. Um, and then we have what's called the clinic version, and the clinic version has those same bells and whistles, but it's designed for like clinics and organizations that have multiple providers who want the telemedicine platform and who also want their own logo and branding. So when you're on the clinic version, you get your logo, you get your colors, um, and you get multiple providers on the account. And when you have multiple providers and users on the account, you can now have workflows that mimic an actual clinic workflow. Like you can have a nurse check in a patient uh, and meet with the patient, and when they're um, done, they leave the room, and the provider, the the doctor or the therapist, can then come in and meet with the patient. Um, and you can so you can give room act, you can share room access with other providers. Um, you can create shared rooms, so you can have like a like an emergency room, and that multiple providers are monitoring that room, and that patient can check into that room. And so there's different workflows that are supported on the clinic account that's designed for multiple providers under the same account, the same branding, um, where the professional version is, and the free version is designed for solo practitioners. So the free version is solo practitioner, professional version is solo practitioner who wants additional bells and whistles. The clinic version is designed for clinics and organizations with multiple providers under the same, same brand and logo. Wow. Now, what type of what type of uh, professionals do you see on the platform typically? Like, what's what's yeah, the so, main makeup? Yeah. So before COVID breakout, it was about two thirds were mental and behavioral health providers, and this makes sense because mental 
provide mental health and behavioral health therapists and counselors and psychologists, they often just need to talk to the patient. They don't need to touch them. They don't need to feel them. They don't need to evaluate them and, and take any blood samples or make any measurements. It's a lot of just talking and therapy and counseling. And so that works really well by video. So that's why two-thirds were uh, in the mental and behavioral health space. But now with this COVID outbreak and pretty much everybody shut down, uh, we're seeing a lot of people all across healthcare uh, using us. And so we see a lot of the, the internal medicine uh, doctors, pediatricians, um, different specialists, you know, dermatologists, gastroenterologists um, who are using us and, and really just to follow up with patients, to check in on them. You can't do physical examinations by telemedicine, but a lot of medicine, it doesn't always involve physical examinations. And, uh, and, and traditionally, doctors who had a brick-and-mortar clinic, um, they were just in the routine of patients, you just come to me, and it's just easier for me for patients to come to me. Whether I need to touch you or not, it doesn't matter. You just come to me. You work around my schedule. Now with this, and so they kind of like veered away from telemedicine because it's, oh, it's too complicated, too complex, whatever. I don't need to do it. It's just easier for patients to come to me. Now with this COVID outbreak, uh, that option, that brick-and-mortar option wasn't there anymore. And so doctors had to reshape their practice and learn if they were going to get paid, they had to go to the patient. So the house calls back, essentially. And, um, and how to do that? Well, telemedicine was their only option. And so now we're seeing these doctors uh, and their patients using telemedicine realize, gosh, this is actually pretty darn convenient. I don't have to get in the car and drive and find a parking spot and take off half a day of work and go sit in a waiting room next to a bunch of other sick people just to spend 10 minutes talking to my doctor to tell me something I already know. I can do this by video. Uh, and doctors like, hey, this is awesome. I can just do a bunch of visits for my house, and I'm able to be pretty much just as effective as it was before. And so there was a there was a you know a fear of telemedicine before, um, and uh, and that fear of telemedicine has just gone out the window at this point. And and doctors and patients are really saying this is this is pretty nice and it's convenient, and I would like to keep doing this even after this outbreak. And so we're we're hearing from a lot of doctors and patients saying. Hey, can can we do this even after this outbreak? And and uh, and so we we tell, medicine has fundamentally changed due to this because telemedicine, which is once once kind of off in the fringes and only a few innovators and really um, forward-thinking people did it. Now the vast majority of providers are doing it because uh, their livelihood is at stake if they don't. Um, and so. Uh, we're seeing just that shift and change in medicine, and I don't see it. it you know, we're gonna you're gonna see once this COVID outbreak goes away, you're gonna see life return to normal, but it's never gonna go back to the way it was before. There's gonna be some residual impact of COVID on um, how medicine is practiced, and, and and telemedicine was the greatest benefit of that because doctors and patients now have the taste of it. They realize how simple and easy it is, and low cost and convenient. And why make things more complicated than it has to be, especially when we've proven that it, it works and it's effective. Yeah, I think if there's, I mean, there's not many positives that came uh, with COVID nineteen, but if there was one, right? I think the adoption, the um, the rise in the adoption of telehealth type services is right. um, is is one that's really good for the the future of healthcare. Right. Right. This is great. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed, I know the audience will too, uh, learning more about yourself and Doxy and you really have a, a great business that you built and it's, I, I really look forward to continuing watch, watching the growth of uh, the company and, and staying in touch with you. This is really exciting.
Yeah, definitely. No, it's we feel really privileged and honored that, uh, you know, something we built could have such an impact uh, on the world at this moment. And uh, in many ways, um, you know, Doxy.me was perfectly suited for this moment in time. And, and we're just thrilled that we could be uh, part of it and, and help so many providers and patients uh, receive care that it, otherwise they'd have more difficult time doing. And so uh, it, it's actually been a lot of fun. I've had people reach out to me um, people I've worked with or people I haven't heard from in years and they'll send me a text message like I just had a, my I just got invited to a, a doctor appointment with, using Doxymy and like I know that guy who made that so it's, it's been fun to receive those messages from people all over the place and and it's exciting to see the, the impact that you know something that uh, we've built is having such a broad impact and um, honestly that's what that's what means more to us than anything else is seeing the impact that it's having and, and that people are using it and, and touching lives and making a difference and so we're, we're thrilled by this opportunity yeah no this is uh, I really do look forward to continuing to watch the progress of the company and the impact like you just said that um, that you have on healthcare as a whole um, and kind of the patient provider experience so well uh, where, where can people learn more about doxy learn more about you I guess yeah, I mean, uh, if you're interested in DoxyMe, uh, go to doxy.me, uh, and there's the, the the website there that talks about it. Honestly, the best thing to do is just go sign up for a free account and play with it. Uh, we have a YouTube channel that's got a bunch of videos. Uh, over the past month, we've had over a million views on that YouTube channel, so a lot of people are watching those videos, and it's a great way to explain all the different features that we have. Um, and uh, But yeah, DoxyMe is the, is the place to go, and... Um, uh, and you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can see some of the other products that I've built and things I'm doing. Uh, some of the other things that we have are, are chatbots that um, have a product called DocBot, D-O-K-B-O-T to I-O. And it's a chatbot for doctors uh, and uh, researchers and providers to collect data from patients using a bot. And we're going to uh, be integrating that into Doxy.me, but it's also a standalone product. And another one that uh, we've built is a product called Adherely adhere.ly, uh, and it's a simple way to send out patient reminders. Uh, so during an appointment, you remind, you want you you want your patient to go do something, uh, and they often forget uh, to do it. And adhere.ly is uh, a simple way just to remind a patient uh, to do something. Send a text message at you schedule a text message to go out Wednesday at 7 p.m. to remind them to practice meditation or whatever. Uh, and uh, it's just a simple and free way to to send out patient reminders and. Well, we'll be integrating that into DoxyMe soon, um, and we just have a, a number, uh, several other innovations that we have that we're working on that will be rolled into the platform um, over the next couple of months. And uh, we we view DoxyMe as as the iPhone of telemedicine, where it's a platform, and uh, third-party developers can soon come and build products and apps on top of DoxyMe. And so um, over the next year, you'll see a lot more innovation and features being added to DoxyMe. Um, and customization, uh, the user uh, will be able to customize their DoxyMe experience uh, because it's a platform very similar to how uh, you can customize your iPhone experience with different apps. Wow, that'll be really cool. Can't wait for, uh, can't wait to see that. That'll be awesome. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, again, thank you so much for, for joining us on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. Um, really look forward to staying in touch with you and uh, be well during this time and keep uh, keep doing big things. Yep. Stay isolated, as uh, yes. we like to say. Isn't Dr. Me. <laughs> <laughs>
Take <laughs> isolated. I like that. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is unlocking healthcare professional data, making it easily shareable. They want to make life easier for healthcare professionals and organizations so that they can focus on tasks like providing the best care possible to patients. Block Health leverages their smart universal common application and blockchain technology to streamline many of the tasks that healthcare professionals and organizations must engage in like primary source verification, provider enrollment, state licensing, state license renewals, DEA registration, DEA renewals, and much more. They do all of this through their easy to use platform. If you would like to learn more about Block Health, please check out their website at www.blochealth.com. Thanks. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, You can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.